This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, the business station. Shall we begin? FM 89.9, you are listening to Popcorn Culture with Lynn Sharmila and Arvin. And today we are talking about something that we missed. Actually, it came out a little while ago. Clearly, uh, as you can tell, for Halloween. Um, so we're a little bit late. But we are talking, of course, about the latest entry of sorts into the MCU, and that is Werewolf by Night. I have a very noob confession to make. Honestly, um, when you guys said we should talk, we should review this, and it's getting great uh, review reviews. <laughs> I didn't know that it was a Marvel thing. I didn't make the connection. I'm a huge Gael Garcia Bernal fan, and so I just said yes. I and I love werewolves. I love anything in the genre. Uh, so I went in quite unaware of um, what this was referencing. That it was in fact about an MCU character. Um, and I loved it. I, it was so much fun. Um, I also didn't know that it's not a full-length feature. It's more like a TV special, so it's just under an hour. Um, and I think it helped because everything about what this is helps give you just a taster of a fun, um, horror-driven uh, experience without getting too much or feeling like you have to engage too much with the rest of the MCU. The under an hour thing is quite important, right? Because um, I love so many things about this, about this, uh, about Werewolf by Night, uh, the way it pays tribute to classic horror, stuff like King Kong and Frankenstein and Dracula, um, but also the way it successfully builds a very compelling universe or world or whatever they were going for in under an hour. It's like 50-ish minutes without the credits um, and very compelling characters, uh, very compelling mythology, very interesting stuff. Um, I don't know why Marvel Studios were a bit quiet about this maybe the family friendliness maybe because it had a lot of violence but the marketing wasn't so hype like they weren't driving people to go watch this but if it was up to me i think this is one of my favorite things in phase four uh, next to spider-man no way home and loki not comparing on terms of like size and scale but just in terms of how intrigued i was i love it i, I love this thing so much i'm glad we're talking about it close to dracula um, because there, mm. there is a sort of lineage there in terms of wanting to pay tribute to a very specific style of horror creature feature type things from the 1930s and 40s. Uh, the film itself has that grain and black and white quality to it, which also makes it very, very fun to watch. So I think watching it, knowing that it is horror, but not like psychological horror, not keep you up at night horror, um, but instead horror in the, the traditional sense of the jump scare and yeah. creatures and like lots of blood and guts. And OTT acting. Exactly. Yeah. All of that um, makes it, I think, even more fun to, to watch and appreciate. So the premise of Werewolf by Night is more or less all you really need to know um, because essentially there has been a death. Uh, Ulysses Bloodstone has passed, uh, which then creates this event where hunters of all sorts are gathered 
to his home in order to see who can not earn, but who has earned the right, I suppose, to inherit the bloodstone. So they're there to hunt a monster and among them is his estranged daughter. Yeah, that's actually pretty much it. It's a locked box mystery, I want to say loosely. Did anyone also think about Macbeth? I'm, I'm sorry, I didn't think because I was going to... Because of the black ma- and white. The black and white, <laughs> as well as the fact that it's so contained and it's got that like mm. maze-like multi-level quality. They play a lot with shadow and I was like, oh, I, I didn't see this coming, but this has a... Is Denzel around the corner <laughs> screaming and going insane? What's happening? Well, that was Arvin's personal horror, to be honest. <laughs> true, true, very true. I like this way more. <laughs> no, I, I loved how contained it was. Um, and I think... Again, that goes back to uh, perhaps there's a little bit of fatigue for me when it comes to Marvel and MCU and and needing to remember threads from everything else, waiting for the the stinger at the end. And um, so it was nice to engage with something that actually you don't have to know anything about Marvel at all. In fact, it's very rewarding if you are a fan of 1930s, 1940s horror, um, if you are a fan of um, even literature to a certain extent, mystery. There's a great vibe to this whole thing. Um, I do wish I had sort of engaged with it around Hollywood, uh, around uh, Halloween, um, but I would recommend this at any time. Yeah, I also can't tell if this is so good uh, because they packed everything in the 50-odd minutes that they had or if it would have worked as a mini-series because I wanted so much more. Um, I wanted so much more from this universe and this story. I wanted them to explore the the world, the mythology, the people. Um, Jack and Elsa just like steal every scene that they are in, right? Um, but I also don't know if it would have been able to sus- sustain that uh, suspense and that horror and that vibe if they had stretched it into a, a six-episode miniseries or what. Um, I can't tell because I would, I honestly, I would sacrifice three episodes of Moon Knight, three episodes of Miss Marvel, three episodes of Hawkeye if it meant getting a full eight episodes of this uh, instead of one. But diluting it, maybe, maybe not. Cannot tell. So I was thinking about this. Um, I... What I liked about it actually was the fact that it was low stakes. Um, so the self-containedness of it is one thing. Uh, but the other is that because it is a 50-minute runtime, you find out the the mini twist, I suppose, the first mini twist within the first 20 minutes. And I don't know if I wanted to have seen the, no, but I'm a good guy, really. And I'm I'm not here for the same reason as the rest of you for like two episodes, which if it were stretched into eight episodes, we would have had to have seen um, the threads of the story, I think, just elasticized and, yeah. and stretched out across the episode. Or the estranged daughter, like, oh, I'm trying to figure out what... The, I'm not sure I needed more of that. Although the histrionics surrounding that, very fun. Yes. Um, I also don't think I want a series. At most, I think maybe I would have loved for this to be one of those short but feature length films maybe an hour and a half just a little bit more time to spend with characters like Jack and Elsa a little bit more drama um, you know the stepmom was such a great character I would have loved to see more of her um, but I don't know if I want a series also and I think it has as much to do with the story and how I don't know whether it can stretch for longer than that uh, but also to do with the aesthetics I feel like the aesthetics the leaning into the the black and white the graininess the practical effects the practical effects they Mm -hmm. work because they are minimalist and there's only this much if we had to sit with this for six episodes i feel like you will get tired of it do we agree that the practical effects work better in black and white by the way 100 (laughs) percent. Ooh, um i don't know i like i like both 
So I was thinking about it in relation to one particular scene involving a hand. Um, yes. and, and thinking mm. that maybe if I right. saw that in colour, it would have been less convincing and less um, fun to look at in comparison to watching it in black and white. Even the werewolf transformation, right? It, um, there's a, <laughs> I think there's a good reason why many films, even once the conversion happened to colour earlier on, chose to still shoot in black and white because there are some things that look too unreal once you add colour. Um, and I really thought that the werewolf worked so well because we saw it in black and white. Also, I love the transformation scene. Um, how little you see and yet how real it feels. I love the transformation scene because because of that, the use of shadow and like classic horror stuff, right? Um, back then, they didn't have the budget. Maybe now they don't want to have the budget. I don't know. <laughs> but the way they, they used it and they showed this was so good. Um, I love the staginess. I love the, the, the look of everything. You know that it's built on like a smaller pocket money. Um, and not on the scale of the other MCU stuff. There, there is this um, interview with Michael Giacchino from The Batman where he talks about scoring that movie before seeing any kind of footage because of the production shutdown. And I, I kept thinking about that while watching this because you can see, right, that he's a very visual composer. Uh, this looks like an extended music video of sorts. Like it has that sort of vibe. And you can tell that he uses all of that to to make movies because not every composer can make movies. But this guy, I mean, it's quite obvious that he can really, really shoot stuff. Like he has an eye for like really nice visuals. We're talking today about Werewolf by Night, which is a TV special and the latest entry into the MCU. It's directed by Michael Giacchino. Um, it stars Gael Garcia Bernal, as well as Laura Donnelly and Harriet, Sansa, Harriet Sansom Harris. Uh, let us know if you watched it, and especially if you watched it around spooky season, which I think would have been extra fun. Uh, you can WhatsApp us 018-789-8899 and tweet us at BFM Radio. Brainy, fancy material. BFM 89.9. Tonight, it is every hunter for themselves. Good luck. I'll be rotting for you. But one of you is a monster. Masquerading as one of our own. I can't wait to find out what breed of evil you are. BFM 89.9, you are listening to Popcorn Culture with Lynn, Sharmila and Arvin. And together we are reviewing Werewolf by Night, which is the latest uh, in latest installment uh, on the MCU. It's just like a 50-minute TV special uh, that was directed by Michael Giacchino. Um, it stars Gael Garcia Bernal. Let's talk a little bit about the the tone of the film, because I don't know if we've captured that enough and how it is reflected in the way that the movie's directed or reflected in the way that the performances come across. Because the thing is, the film, oh, not the film, the, the, the piece is interesting <laughs> in that it's not unscary, but it's not particularly scary. It's not a comedy but it is funny and it has a lightness of touch. Um, there's like high drama involved, melodrama, in fact, involved. Um, and that is played semi-sincerely and half for laughs. It, it's got an interesting melange of tones. And it nails those all those different things perfectly, right? Because that's the other thing. It's sort of... It's sort of sending up a, this particular genre, the horror, um, classic horror genre. But at the same time, it has a great love for it. Um, all the actors also seem to know exactly what they're doing. I loved how 
sweet and likable Gael Garcia Bernal was. I loved how um, intense Laura Donnelly was, but at the same time with a, a sort of a world-weary quality, uh, a sort of like, I'm just so over this stuff. Um, um, she was great. Um, I also really, really enjoyed Harriet, I want to get her name right, Harriet Sansom Harris, uh, who plays the really over-the-top um, stepmother and the driver of this entire hunt. Um, she was great. And, and I just feel like, I feel like the tone of this is something that is difficult to describe exactly because it's perfect. Um, it also needs you to immediately understand the different references that it's drawing upon to enjoy it. Um, I, it's, it's weirdly warm. This uh, mm. this thing this this piece um, because for something that's so ugly looking and and devoid of color um, it, it there is a warmth to it I don't know why it, it's cozy it's fun to watch um, but at the same time it's it's very strange seeing so much blood in the MCU uh, which is something that we're not used to it's so uh, weird seeing so much violence and like limbs flying everywhere like they don't cut back um, and just watching this right like knowing that like Wolverine and Deadpool are showing up soon in the MCU I have hope now. That they can do something with the violence and the gore and the the bloodshed because this had this had a lot they could have easily cut down which they didn't and I'm happy that they didn't they I'm, just went for it I'm not sure I feel like they got away with a lot with the black and white I think so, so. the blood is not red yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. the blood is not red and then also because it uh, almost distances it from any form of realism because it's like a genre piece and so mm. then it's like oh it's fine yeah this is how it is I mean there are decapitation-y things mm. there's definitely <laughs> limbs getting dismembering cut off. Yeah. yeah so so there are things that are quite bloody um let's talk a bit more about the performances as because Gael Garcia Bernal you mentioned the sweetness um the, the <laughs> there is a there is a sweetness that also gets tempered later on um, when you find out what exactly he is and that the way in which that is played is also so much fun to watch but i think that he was perfect. I, I'm glad that he was the one who did this. He was perfect. And he might be the main reason I would want to see more versions of this character in this story. Um, because I, I, the one thing I agree with you on, Arvin, is um, I may not want a miniseries, but I would love to see him again in this role. In this universe? Like, are we talking like we want to see him? Because he is so charismatic. Um, that I, this is the same thing I said for Miss Marvel, right? Like I would want to see her with other Avengers, quote unquote. And I feel the same way about him. Like I want to see him interact with other Avengers in this universe or in some other universe. Um, Ooh, I don't know whether I want to see him with others, mostly because of the tone. I feel mm -hmm. like the tone will be so diluted when mixed with other stuff. But I'm very happy to see more stuff with him in this story. Well, I would also like to see the same people involved. And by that, I, I don't just mean Laura Donnelly, who was also tremendous fun to watch, mm. very wry and really uh, kind of funny and sharp. Um, but also the fact is that this was directed by Michael Giacchino, who is tangentially related to the whole Disney setup. Um, but it was also written by Heather Quinn and Peter Cameron, uh, both of whom are alums of other Disney TV shows. And so I think that this team landed the tone really, really well. And it's quite clear that a lot of thought has gone into it as well. Michael Giacchino scored it also, which I think yes. is important to say because yeah. the, the music makes sense. Um, but I think that this this mix of, like we keep saying, tones and, and shifts of that, right? They've got it. Like they, they've managed to to land it in this particular instance. Again, I don't know. I'm almost scared to see how it extends and continues past 50 minutes because we have seen 
failures on Disney's part before, but it's quite exciting. Well, what I am excited about, though, is this obviously points towards that monster comic uh, subgenre in Marvel being brought to life. And there were enough um, nods to other possible stories that could be told in this. Um, so if we're thinking of more TV specials that sort of platform different characters and then maybe Gael Garcia Bernal pops up, I'd be up for that as well. I mean, I, I love the connected universe stuff, but I'm also quite skeptical, especially when it comes to this, because it's so good and because you don't want anything else to touch it. Um, they show us the Avengers in a picture in the beginning of the, like opening, the opening moments of the series, right? And for me, I think that was a problem connecting this so directly to the MCU. Um, because my question always is like, whatever club they have going on here, whatever funny theatrics they have in this, this, this cult, what does it matter if uh, Doctor Strange shows up? You know what I mean? It's like it, the, the the power scaling is all over the place. So I, I like the connective tissue, but I think it also has to be done quite smartly because just showing me that picture then made me wonder, like, wh- why does this matter? Like, all you need is a Thor and all of them are completely decimated. Just, it, so it doesn't make much sense. So Michael Giacchino has said that he has a pretty strong idea or concept as he was working on this about where exactly Werewolf by Night fits into the larger scheme of things. But there's no confirmation um, on on anything really. There's no confirmation of where in, in truth, when things shake out, it will lie. But he has an idea. And I think maybe approaching it, approaching it that way works when you're making it. I don't know if it makes sense when you retcon. So maybe what we're saying is don't retcon, right? Like, like let's not try and reverse engineer this. Don't retcon. And everything doesn't have to connect neatly all the time. I'm fine if this just exists in a little silo that never really ends up getting connected um, per se. What do we want to see Michael Giacchino do next, though? Because he he's good, right? I mean, I like after watching this, I wanted to see him tackle. I don't know animation for some reason. Like, I want to see him do like proper mm. good animation. Uh, something with Pixar, maybe that would be like really really nice. I I get that. I think um, these kinds of offbeat projects, I would love to see him do. Um, I honestly didn't even know that we were going to see him direct anything. So I'm kind of Mm -hmm. mind blown right now. I'd like a mini series because he's worked in television before. And I think judging from the the fun that we all had with this duration, um, this 50 minute duration, it feels like a limited run mini series. You know, it doesn't have to be superhero stuff or, or monsterverse stuff. It can just be something quirky i know that's pleasantville yeah yeah Yeah. i know quirky is almost a bad word when you're talking about content but i think something a little bit offbeat a little bit dark would actually be really fun uh we've been talking today about werewolf by night let us know did you watch it did you enjoy you can whatsapp us 018-789-8899 tweet us at bfm radio and write to us at movies at bfm.my to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.